I'm always forgetting something. No, but seriously, guys, okay? My name is Maria Mariano, 38 years in multi-level marketing. We just got recognized by, by Podbean, 300 hours of podcasting, uh, over 50,000 downloads, and I still can figure out how to get in this Podbean. Moral of the story, never give up. You will get it eventually. Practice makes perfect. So I said to Jean-Philippe, Marie-Pierre, and Sabrina yesterday, I said, hey, guys, it takes 10,000 hours to be good. I have 9,000. Look, I'm trying to do the maths. Jane, did you see me? I'm trying to do the maths. I have 9,700 hours to go. Welcome, everyone. This morning, we have a fabulous subject. We're doing the, the book, Stephen Covey, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. We're in habit number one, and I think we're going to be in habit number one for another month. What I love about the, our podcast, what I love about my podcast, don't you love that, Marie-Pierre? What I love about our podcast is it's, it's, it's a simple down-to-earth podcast, which enables people to take a book that's renowned worldwide and read it with the intention of applying it. Okay. Now, for my friends on Zoom with me, so I see Jane. I'm so happy to see you, Jane. A lot of people read a lot of self-development books, but the problem is they're not going anywhere with these self-development books. I remember one of my leaders in the past that's no longer with me would come in every Sunday, take a self-development book that I have on my shelf. She was an excellent reader. Come back the following Sunday. She would describe the whole book to me, put it back in my library, pick up another one, read another one. Anyways, long story short, as we speak today, she's on uh, social aid. So, so what did it give to, to read 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 self-help books? All you need is one. But the question is to apply what we're reading. So this is where the podcast is born, this deep need of mine to continue to read books with intention. And I said, you know, if I'm going to do it alone, I might as well create something, something. I had no clue was going to end up in a podcast and find myself a young team, energetic team. I had no clue was going to be Marie-Pierre, Jean-Philippe and Sabrina. And that's where the idea was born. So now that we do this podcast, it's out of I'm self, I'm being selfish. <laughs> I'm not being a giver. I'm being selfish. It's allowing me to do what I need to do, which is read self-development books with intention of writing notes so I can remember it. And then I want to apply it and I want to teach it to make sure it stays crystallized in my mind. So thank you for listening. There we go. All of this, Jane, to say thank you, Lise. Thank you, Virginie. Virginie with me. Anna, who's with me on Zoom. Thank you, guys, on Podbean to be with us and on Facebook Live. This is all it is. Okay, so let's, let's dive right into the subject. It motivates me. It inspires me. And especially it excites me to realize that I can choose my response to any, any circumstances in my life. And by my choice... I have the power to alter the results. So if any of you are taking notes, remember, we have the capacity to alter the results. Because depending on what I choose to do, the results will be different. So choose to do the right thing. So it's a little bit, Marie-Pierre, like a chemical formula. Did you say I go to Marie-Pierre? I call her my astronaut just because she has a Anyway, she'll introduce herself. She has some kind of very, very, very sophisticated master's degree. Okay, anyways. 
chemical formula, Marie-Pierre, a chemical formula. If you are to alter any little, little tiny element of the formula, you will alter the entire result. True or true, Marie-Pierre? Absolutely true. See, I don't even wait for an answer. That, that's how life works, right? That's how uh, it works in science. It's the same thing the way it works in life. By the way, I want to thank right away Virginie for sharing the pod beam. Virginie, merci. Thank you so much. I appreciate. This is how we're getting over 50,000 downloads with you guys sharing the pod bean uh, broadcast by you sharing on Facebook, by tagging maybe somebody that needs to understand they have the power to alter their circumstances. I want to talk to you about my mom today. My mom was, yes, she passed away in 1995. My mom was one of the most fabulous leaders in my multi-level marketing business. She was recruited in Tupperware in 1970 uh, and she passed away in 1995. So uh, in those beautiful 25 years, is that what it gives you? 25 years. Um, I, I, as I was reading the uh, segment today on being proactive and expanding the circle of influence and the story Stephen Covey was, was referring to, referring to, I said to Marie-Pierre, no, no, I'm going to use my own. I'm going to use my own because my mom was head of an amazing organization, number one in North America. Uh, she was very dynamic. She was very creative. Uh, she was very talented. Very, when she spoke, she knew how to speak. Even if she had zero schooling, she had this capacity, Marie-Pierre, to speak with words of image, you know, like she had this, this God-given gift, right? She was brilliant. She, she understood the business of selling kitchen products to, to Canadians, even if her French was like, so so she was she was charismatic with it but her style of leadership was so italian it was so freaking italian okay remember she's an immigrant from italy from the south of italy that comes from the countryside so you're saying to me well, what do you mean maria very italian leadership well she was very dictatorial you know like very italian i'm not explaining to you do this do that go get this go get that and sometimes marie pierre trust me I see it in me sometimes. I, you know, and I try to control it because I've had a, I've had the privilege to go to school. I have the privilege to have been raised here. So I kind of fixed that up. So it was go for this, go for that. Her way of speaking to those who worked in the organization or Tupperware organization was very dictatorial. She made the decision. She kept her top leaders far from her because it upset her all the time when a top leader would argue her decision, especially if she knew that that leader didn't put in an eighth of the time that she was putting in. I'm laughing, Marie-Pierre. You know what? I'm talking right now. And I just had a situation this morning with one of my leaders. And you know what? I'm doing the podcast and I'm saying, I just lived the situation right now. Anyway, uh, long story short. So what happened with these top leaders? What did they do? Well, they gathered in the corridors and they would say, did you see again what Adelina did? I can't believe she did that. And they complained and they would say things. Well, if I was her, I wouldn't have done it that way. I would have done it this way. Okay. All they did was complain about my mother's leadership. Okay. But my mom was way more dedicated than they were. Sorry, guys, if any of those people of the time are listening. She was way harder working than all of them put together. Like my mother would, would put all these 30-year-olds in her pocket and she would burn them out. You understand? You know, her success 
she wore her success in her heart. Like she was there for the people to help them live their dream life. Cause this is what her company allowed her to do. Live her dream life, go from poor to rich. She, she broke the shackles of poverty. You see, she was very passionate. You may not have agreed with her leadership style, but there was one thing she did. She wore her heart on her sleeve. So even if she did something that you might not have agreed upon, one thing that allowed her to, to do what she did was her work ethic. Her heart was on her sleeve. Her intentions were good. Whereas you, the other leader, you only want to work 20 hours. You only want to work when it's convenient for you. And yet you want to criticize Adelina. Do you, do you see where I'm going? Okay. So their discussion was, was very, was very, uh, and, uh, you know, very, I, I, let's use the word sophisticated because, you know, most of them went to school, uh, very articulated. They seem to, 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 to know exactly how to handle the situation, but they didn't. Okay. They did it endlessly, never taking responsibility, never taking responsibility, absolving themselves of that responsibility in the name of, oh, Anyways, Adelina won't listen, you know, and I know my mom and no, she wouldn't have listened if you weren't an example of a hardworking son of a gun. <laughs> Sorry, guys, but it's so true. Like it, it's hard to follow. Anyways, I know what I'm talking about. So discussions such as, oh my God, I planned the whole training for Tuesday and then she came. She listened to it and she changed the whole training around because my mom saw that she was trying to be a superstar and not trying to develop the people to be the best version of themselves. And of course, that leader didn't get it. Okay. And he knew she wasn't going to retire anytime soon. I mean, she was only, you know, you know, 40, 45, whatever. She did pass away at 51. But by this time, all those top leaders that spend their time criticizing her had all lost their position, you know? Anyways, some of her top leaders were so part of the problem, they slowly lost their momentum and lost their titles, their cars, and everything. So remember, leaders, that you have great positions, and no matter which company you're working for, if you're not part of the solution, sooner or later, you will kick yourself out of the company. Literally, you will kick yourself out of the company. But there was France and Marie-Paul. By the way, Marie-Paul is my, my dad's wife for the last 24 years. By the way, by the way, okay. You know, when she married my dad, let me tell you, it was like marrying the 649. But she deserved it. And, and she, she, my dad could not have married a, a better second wife after my mom passed away. I'm telling you. France and Marie-Paul were very proactive directors. They were driven by values and not feelings and not egos. This is what they were. They took initiative. They anticipated Adelina's. They anticipated my mom uh, that she was probably going to do this or say that. And they were able to look at her and say, just go do it. You know, she's been working a lot. They would always have her back. They, they empathized with her and they read through the situation that Adelina was always handling. They knew my mom's weaknesses and they knew my mom's strength. <sighs> they did not criticize her. 
Instead, they compensated for her weakness. This is what Marie-Paul and France have done in my mom's life. I hope they hear the podcast today because they're still alive. Uh, where my mom was weak in her style of leadership, they buffered. They were able to uh, soften things up, you know, like what Annie Marchand does for me, Marie-Pierre. Okay, what Maria is trying to say, <laughs> or what Sylvain does for me, okay, Sylvain does that for me, and w- what Stephanie Seguin does for me, and I hope they listen to the podcast, because this is what these three top leaders do for me, like really, and, and Marie-Pierre, you're, you're another one, I, I know you work for me, but I know you compensate where I'm weak, and, it, and you never, it's never important to you that it shows that it's you. And I appreciate that. And I want you to know that I know that, okay? And they worked with her, her strengths, because she had she was very strong physically, mentally, uh, morally. She, she had vision. M- my mother was very talented. She was very creative. So France and Marie-Paul focused on their circle of influence that they could have with my mom. They were treated like gophers also, like... Marie Paul wrote every single meeting of my mom, like Annie Marchand does for me today. <laughs> okay. Or Julie or you, right? They wrote, like, they were still gophers. Like, this is because they weren't full of themselves. I don't know how to explain it. They, they were, even though they were making money, they were humble. They stayed humble. So they were still treated like gophers, but they did more than what was expected. They anticipated her every need. They read, they read her with empathy. My mom's underlining concerns, and, and they didn't criticize her. They took her um, defense all the time. You know, if I look back, they took her defense all the time, all the time. Their influence on my mom had grown and grown and grown and grown. And because of their influence on my mom, the company grew and grew and grew. Everybody grew and grew and grew. Everybody's wallets grew and grew until they became number one all over the place. The criticizers eventually ended up putting themselves out of the business. So Marie-Pierre, I look at my own multi-level marketing and I know I know there are people that are talking in the corridors. Nowadays, we're going to say talking on the Zooms privately. And, and I always know because I see their numbers going down, like, like there's a pattern. Or often I'll know simply because they all of a sudden, the whole clique is using the same word. Like they, 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 they come up with a new word and now they're all using the same word, you know. So I laugh. Anyways, so. The question I have for you, are you a criticizer or are you somebody who takes responsibility and stays within your circle of influence? And I'm going to leave it up to you, Marie-Pierre. Don't forget to present yourself and the power of sharing everywhere and to join our Facebook group. Thank you, Maria. So I'm Marie-Pierre. I'm 30 years old. Maria will close yourself. Okay, perfect. I'm 30 years old. I've been in the MLM for seven years. But before that, I was doing my master in biology. So that's the easy way. It's a microbiology, but biology. Just for Maria, it's astronaut. It's the same thing. So thank you for being there on the podcast. So if you are on Podbean, make sure to share to get hearts because Every month we do a draw for a conditioning program at the end of the month. And every time you share, every time you comment, you get hearts 
so you have more chance in the draw at the end of the month. And on Facebook, make sure to share and add a comment uh, before you share so you can really have someone who wants to listen uh, with you to the podcast. So you will have someone to talk about the podcast after that. So <laughs> that's the, the best way to really learn what you just heard really learn and apply it if you talk about it with someone else so make sure to share thank you and when you comment make sure to have six words or more because that's the way we can be more visible on every platform and we have that vision to build a thousand millionaire so it's with your help that we can achieve that goal so yes if you are not on the group inspirational group Go on that group because that's where we build that community to level up every day. And we drop all those documents that we do for you um, on every morning for the podcast. We do some research, we do some documents, and after that, you have everything on that group. So if you are not already on the group, make sure to go and join us on the group. So yes, uh, like you said, Maria, about uh, the people who really support your mother, they just know that success comes from partnership, collaboration, and cooperation. So that they understand that support is, can be a one-way street. So that's why they decide, yes, I want to support my leader. So maybe it's time to ask yourself, do you criticize your boss every day? How do you talk about your boss every day when you come back from work? How do you talk about your boss or at work? Do you have a friend that you always talk about your boss behind her? <laughs> it's time to make a change because yes, when we talk about leadership, it's usual, usually we discuss about the role of a leader in supporting other, but we never talk about how we can support our leader. So it's time to make a change. So if you want to, really support your boss, your manager, your leader, because you understand that's how you can be successful for yourself too. I found seven easy ways to support your leader. So the first one is demonstrate loyalty. Loyalty is the ability to put others before yourself and stick with someone through good times and bad. So be willing to go to extraordinary length if necessary to help your leader succeed. Number two, offer solution. So when things break down, focus on solution instead of problem. Are you part of the solution or the problem? So help brainstorm idea and analyze available options. So offer suggestion and if it's appropriate, roll up your sleeve and help out. Number three, it's make information available. So whatever your leader's style of communication, it's always best to establish and maintain an open line between you. That means you keep your boss involved and inform and protect them from being blindsided. So summarize complex issue and really give all the information to your leader. Number four, take initiative. So there are always numerous ways of going above and beyond at work. So look for challenges that strengthen you and increase your competency and try to anticipate what your boss might require or request and prepare it in advance. Number five, be 
reliable. So we usually make promises with the best intention of keeping them, but sometimes due to either external circumstance or internal, uh, we end up not honoring those promises. So if your boss knows you're someone who can be counted on, you will not only be supporting them in an important way, but also helping yourself stand out. Number six, sweat the small stuff. Mm -hmm. That means <laughs> support your boss by getting ahead of deadline. Don't make them ever have to spend a moment reminding you of something or checking your work. Just do your work and that will be a huge help for your boss. And number seven, it's treat your boss with respect. So respect your boss's time and avoid unnecessary interruption. So just respect time and everything at work. And you will just realize that you can lead, you can be a leader for yourself, but with uh, others around you at work, if you can achieve to support your leader, you will be, of course, a leader for everyone at work too. So if you want to develop yourself, you want to be successful, you have to support your leader. So that's the seven ways that, that I found it for you. And I have a whole document that I found more and more information that I will drop on the group, inspirational group. If you are not on the group, I will put the link in the comments so you can just click and uh, join us on the group. Oh, Marie-Pierre, like, I don't know about you on uh, Zoom and on Podbeam and, and Facebook. I'm watching some of my friends on Facebook um, if it's hitting home because I want you today to really look deep down and ask yourself, who am I? Who am I? Who am I? Because if you catch yourself being a complainer or if you catch yourself this week talking about somebody that's not in front of you, you are a complainer and it will destroy you. It won't destroy the person you're talking about. It's going to destroy you. Okay. Remember, it is the nature of the reactive people to be, to absolve themselves of responsibility. Are you absolving yourself of responsibility by criticizing your leaders when you have never led yourself? Think about it. It is safe to say, I am not responsible because, Stephen Covey would say, if I say I am responsible, then I am also saying that I am irresponsible. Think about that sentence. Okay. It is hard to say I have the power to choose my response, that the response I choose has resulted in me being negative, that I created a war of environment, that I have absolved myself of responsibility in the name of someone else's weakness. You know what the camel said to the other camel? <laughs> you have two lumps on your, your back. Okay, I hope everybody got the joke. I, I, I tell a lot of jokes. I'm never sure if you guys get them because I'm a bad joke teller. But that's what people are doing. Now I go from being top, from having an executive position, from, you know, being this close to the next level to out the door. You, you didn't lose your job. You kicked yourself out of your job because of your lack of taking responsibility. And again, you go from top to bottom 
and you believe it's still your boss's fault and you believe it's your company's fault and you believe and you believe. I know for my business in Tupperware, we have a new system called GenCon. I will continue to support my president, Mr. Peter Stostopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopop